Morning, friends. Turn with me, please, to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, and we'll begin to read at verse 1. Thanks very much to Brian and Adrian both for their kind words of welcome. It's lovely to be here, and we'll hopefully look at God's word for a short time now. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits, and he set it up in the plain of Jura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, the languages, fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said, and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thy, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do ye not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the furnace, or the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counsellors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth, and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, the governors, the captains, the counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. A well-known story from Daniel chapter 3. Please keep your Bibles open. And we'll look at this for a short time this morning. Let's just have a brief word of prayer, please. Our Father in heaven, we come before you this morning in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. And we do thank you so much indeed for the fellowship here. We thank you, gracious God, for your word. We thank you that it's a living, powerful word. It's a word that can and does change lives. And Father, we pray as we meditate upon this story this morning of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the servants of the Most High God. Father, we pray as we meditate upon these, uh, these verses this morning, Lord, that you'll bless your word to all of our hearts. We'll pray, Father, indeed for liberty. We'll pray for a real sense of your presence. We'll pray that you'll help us each and every one to really focus in on what's being said here this morning. And Father, we pray so much indeed you'll bless your word. And do a work in all of our lives for your glory, we pray. Lord, you know our hearts. You know exactly where we are at the present time, how we are spiritually and in every other way too. And oh, our God, how we need you so much. We just pray, loving Father, indeed, you'll bless us and do us good. And may everything this day be to the honor and to the glory of your great name. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a little verse... In Matthew chapter 5, 
And it says this here, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Our opening hymn this morning spoke about trials. It spoke about testings in the Christian life. And that verse in Matthew also says that blessed are those who are persecuted who go through testings and trials in their, Christians, in their Christian life. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, friends, this morning, I don't know where you are, spiritually speaking, but God does. I don't know what's going on in your life or what has been going on in your life over the past while, but God knows every single detail of every one of our lives. He knows how we feel. He knows exactly where we are and what our lives are all about. As we come to this passage this morning in Daniel chapter 3, we've got to realize that every single one of us will face testings and trials in our Christian lives of one kind or another. In Daniel chapter 3, we read about three young men, godly young men, who were tested and who were tried. And every one of them came forth as gold for God. We'll come to it in a moment or time. If I was to give a brief description this morning of these three men, there are three simple things that I would say, and it's only a little introduction here. First of all, I would say this, their love for God was real. It's a real challenge to my life here. These three young men wouldn't worship any other God but their own God, the living God, the true God. Wouldn't worship any other God no matter what the cost. Because their love for God was real. I want you to grasp that this morning. We're going to see it as we go through the passage. Secondly, I would say, not only was their love for God real, but their walk with God was real. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were accused by the Jews, and when they were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar, and they were going to be tested and tried shortly after this, these three young men didn't change their mind. They stood firm for what they believed. They stood firm in their fate. And they didn't give in, no matter what the cost was going to be. Their walk with God was real. You know, the third thing I would say is this, their witness for God was real. These three young men, before they were cast into the burning fiery furnace, they shone for God as they served the king in the province of Babylon and other places too. Their lives were a living testimony to God's glory before they went into the furnace. When they were cast into the furnace, their lives shone for God. The very king himself looked in and he seen the three men walking in the furnace and he seen someone else as well. And he even said himself, the fourth is like the Son of God. These three young men shone for God through the testings and through the trials that they went through. And then when they came out of the furnace, they continued to shine for God. What a challenge here this morning. Just the three simple thoughts as an introduction, but what a challenge to all of our hearts and to all of our lives this morning, their love for God was real. Their walk with God day and daily was real. And their witness for God 
was real. What a challenge that was to my own heart and to my own life and has been for some time. Three young men who were going to face difficulties. It was going to cost them their life as far as the king was concerned. They didn't worry about that. They knew that their lives were in God's hands. They loved the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with every fiber of their being. They loved the Lord. They weren't going to let anything change that. Their walk then daily was real, walking with God, as the hymn writer says. And then their witness, they shone for God continually. Friends, there's three things I want to say, or there's a few things I want to say this morning concerning their love for God, their walk with God, and their witness for God. We'll see these three things coming out clearly as we go through the passage this morning. First of all, the challenge that these three men faced. Look at verses 1 and 2. Please keep your Bibles open at Daniel chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king had made an image of gold. It says here, whose height was three score cubits, the bread six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar the king had sent together to together all the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, all the rulers of her provinces to come to the dedication of the image that the king had set up. Let's put it in simple terms here. Anyone in a position of authority was called to the dedication of the image that the king had set up. Young people, you're not into feet and inches. I'm maybe still on, but you're not. It was 30 cubits, it was 30 meters, or just under 30 meters wide, or high. Just under 30 meters high, and it was just under 3 meters wide. This image was absolutely massive. 90 feet high and 30 feet, or 9 feet wide. Absolutely massive. It was in the plain of Jura. It was in a, a barren land, a wilderness, and everybody was called to the dedication of the image. Anyone in positions of authority, they were there. Whether they wanted to be there or not, they had to be there. It was a king's command. They weren't invited, they were told to come. Look at verses two to or verses three to five. It says the princes, the governors, the captains, everybody in authority was there standing before the image. And you're talking thousands of people here, absolutely thousands of people. The king was there and those who looked, who protected the king and so on. Everybody was there. Verse 4 says, Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, whenever you hear the music, you're to fall down and worship the golden image. What a picture we have here. Verse 6 says, whoever does not fall down in worship will be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. We want to get the picture in our minds here this morning. Thousands of people there that day, everyone in positions of authority, they were all there. The king was there. The music was beginning to play. As soon as it played, everybody, no exceptions, Everybody was to bow down and they were to worship the golden image that was set up. What a challenge here. 
It was certainly a challenge for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In Daniel chapter 3 here, as we go through the chapter, these men were the servants of the Most High God. Later on in the chapter, we'll read that there. They were, the king said they were the servants of the Most High God. They were God's children. God's children who had been given positions of authority in the land, and they had served the king faithfully. Served the king faithfully. What were these three men going to do here? Put yourself in in their shoes this morning. What would you have done? What were these three godly young men going to do? To bow down and worship the the golden image would have been a sin. In Exodus 20, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image and so on. Thou shalt not bow down to them and serve them. That was God's command. So for them to bow down and worship the golden image, it would have been a sin against God. And if they don't bow down and worship the golden image, they're going to be cast into the burning fiery furnace. What were these three men going to do? Were they going to do what the king commanded and please the king? Or were they going to do what God commanded and live lives that were pleasing to God? What a challenge. The challenge that these three men faced. Friends, let's see secondly the compromise that these three men refused. Look at verse 8. It says, Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came there and accused the Jews. And they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. And here's what they said. They said, King, there are certain Jews and they haven't bowed down and worshipped the golden image. They're not obeying your command. They're not doing what you've told them to do. Certain Jews. And they pointed out to the king who they were. at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You've placed them in positions of authority. And they're here today. And they're not bowing down. And they're not worshipping the image that you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar was furious, wasn't he? We know the story, don't we? Nebuchadnezzar commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were brought before the king that day in front of everybody else. And King Nebuchadnezzar said this here. He says, I'm going to give you one more chance. All you have to do is bow down and worship. It's something like this here. You only have to do it once. Just bow down and worship the image. It'll only take a moment or two. It'll not take very long. Do it to please me. That's what the king was saying. Do it to please me. Everybody else is doing it. You do it as well. You know, friends, verses 13 to 15. Or verse 15. Now, if you be ready at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbolt, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music... Fall down and worship the image which I have made well, but if you worship not, you'll be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Friends, here we have the compromise that these three men refused. The king said, it'll only take a moment or two. Do it to please me. Bow down and worship. It'll not take very long. Everybody else is doing it. You do it as well. 
We're reading these verses in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, We're not careful to answer you in this matter. And they went on to say, We're not bowing down. Doesn't matter what the cost, Nebuchadnezzar. It doesn't matter what happens to us, Nebuchadnezzar. We're not bowing down and we're not worshiping the golden image which have set up. Friends, here were three young men, godly young men, men who loved God with all of their heart, men who were not willing to compromise. They weren't willing to give in to any sort of temptation here. They weren't willing to give in to Nebuchadnezzar, even though he was the king and he had the power to do whatever he wanted. They weren't willing to give in. The temptation was there to compromise. It'll only be a moment or two. Worship back up again. That's it all over. But they weren't willing to do that. Because their love for God was real. They weren't willing to do that. They weren't willing to give in to temptation, even though they knew it might cost them their lives. Friends, what a challenge that is to our hearts and lives this morning. Young people this morning, it's easy to go along with the crowd, isn't it? Thousands of people were there that day. Thousands of people were there. And for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three young men, for them to bow down would have been easy and then to walk away with a crowd. They've done it. It's all over. They don't need to do it again and so on. It would have been easy to compromise, but they weren't willing to compromise. They weren't willing to give in. They weren't willing to yield. They weren't willing to allow God's name to be dishonored in their lives. Here we have the challenge that they faced. Here we have the compromise that they refused. What a challenge it is to my life. We say it as an introduction about their love for God being real, about their walk with God being real, about their witness for God being real. These young men stood in their fate for God. These young men testified to God's glory. These young men were willing to suffer whatever it was, give their lives. They were willing to do anything and everything that God wanted them to do, but they weren't going to give in to this temptation. They weren't going to compromise their walk with God. Oh, friends, what a challenge to our lives this morning. First or thirdly, we have the confidence that these three men possess. Look at verses 17 and 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in verse 16 says, King, we're, care- we're careful not to answer thee in this matter. It says, If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Wow. They told the king to his face. They didn't beat about the bush. They didn't stand back and whisper. They told the king to his face, King, We need to be very careful here in what we're saying. But listen, King, doesn't matter what happens to us, doesn't matter what you do to us, doesn't matter about any, any of that, we're not bowing down and we're not 
giving in to temptation, were not worshiping the golden image which you've set up. They went on to say, God is able to deliver us if he wants to. Friends, the confidence that these three men possessed is tremendous. They had confidence in the power of God. Verse, uh, uh, they say here in verse uh, 17, it says, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. That confidence in the power of God. King, listen, we're not bound down, but God, if he wants to, he can deliver us because he's able. He's able, you know, I learned a little chorus, Bible club camp many, many years ago in the church as well. I'm sure you, you know it. He's able, he's able, I know he is able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. You know, friends, when Sarah and Abraham in Genesis chapter 18 were expecting or were wanting to have a child and so on, and Sarah was what? 90 years, 89, 90 years old, and Abraham, the angels came, didn't they? It was the Lord, and they came, and they spoke to Abraham and said, Sir, your wife is going to have a child. We know the story, don't we, Sir? A laugh in the tent. And the question was asked to Abraham, is anything too hard for the Lord? And the answer is no. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Do you know, another wee chorus we learned years ago, there's nothing that's too hard for God to do. It took a miracle to make my life in you. There's nothing that's too hard for God to do. And what he's done for me, he'll surely do for you. Friends, they had confidence in the power of God. If you look at verse 18 again, they had confidence in the power of God. Verse 18, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was, it goes on to say, or verse 17, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And they went on, you know, friends, they had confidence in the purpose of God. They were saying to King Nebuchadnezzar, our God's able to deliver us. And if it is his will, he will deliver us. King, doesn't matter what you do, if God wants to deliver us, he will deliver us. But listen, King, if he doesn't want us to deliver us, if he wants us to die in the furnace, that's fair enough. Three young godly men saying this, if God wants us to die in the furnace, that's fair enough, that's good enough. Because God's will is always what's best. Friends, I want you to grasp this this morning. Here were three young men who had confidence in the power of God. God was able. Three young men who had confidence in the purpose of God. They wanted God's will to be done above everything else. We're reading in the following verses, Nebuchadnezzar was furious. He commanded his men to heat the furnace seven times more than it was normally heated. He commanded the most mighty men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace. And we know the story. They were bound. They were thrown in. The mighty men that threw them in, they died. They perished because of the heat of the furnace. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into the burning fiery furnace. 
And this brings us to the companionship that these three men enjoyed. Look at verse 24, please. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, rose up in haste and spake unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. The companionship that these three men enjoyed. Friends, I'll be very quick here to finish. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not alone in the fire. God was there. God was there. The Lord was with them, and the Lord was their protection. Look at verse 23. These three men, they were cast into the furnace. Verse 25 says, He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt. The Lord was not only with them, the Lord was their protection. The Lord was looking after them. The Lord was taking care of them. These three young men were cast into the furnace of affliction. The Lord was with them every step of the way. They were tested and they were tried. And through their time in the fire, through the experience of the furnace, they were brought into sweeter communion with God. They were drawn closer to God. Friends, I don't know what you're going through this morning. Maybe there's an illness. Maybe something else has happened in the family situation I don't know what you're going through this morning, but God has led this very much in my heart to bring this morning. I've been looking at other things. And you know something? God was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they went into the furnace. And while they were in the furnace, the king looked and he seen four men loose. They were walking in the furnace, in the midst of the, f- the flames, in the midst of the fire. They were walking, their bands were loose, they were walking loose, and they had no hurt. There was not a hair of their head was singed. Because the Lord was with them. Because the Lord was their protection. And through it all, they were brought into sweeter communion with God. And through it all, they were drawn closer to God. I want to pause at this point for just a moment or two. I want to say this here. God never calls us to enter the furnace alone. God never calls any of his children to enter the furnace alone. Whatever it is that's happening in your life, Whatever it is you're going through, you can be guaranteed this 100% from God's word. The Lord's with you. That the Lord will undertake for you in every single area of your life. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the challenge that they faced, and what a challenge it was. Three young men among thousands of people. Three young godly men, they were told to bow down. Everybody else did, but they didn't. What a challenge they faced. What a compromise that they refused. Even when they were brought before the king, they said, no, it's not happening. We're not bowing down. They refused to compromise. 
because their love for God was real, and their walk with God was real, and their witness for God, they wanted to shine for him. And the companionship that they enjoyed in the, you know, in the, in the fire. They enjoyed the Lord's presence. They enjoyed the Lord's protection and so on. And you know, friends, it's absolutely fantastic just to know the Lord's with us every step of the way. I'm going to finish with this here this morning, the confession that these three men witnessed. Look at verses 26 to 29. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and he spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come forth, come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire, the princes, the governors, the captains, and so on. Verse 20, 28 Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel, delivered his servants, and trusted in him. He's changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language, which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the houses will be cut in pieces, and so they'll be cut in pieces. Their houses will be destroyed, and so on. Why? What did the king say? Look at the end of verse 29. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. What a witness they confessed, or confession they witnessed. The king who had made this image of gold 90 feet high, 30 feet wide, wanted everybody to bow down. These three men took their stand for God and they stood firm, no matter what the cost. And at the end of it all, the the confession that they witnessed from King Nebuchadnezzar, a man who was steeped in idolatry, a man who had no interest and no time for God, here's what he said, there's no other God like the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's no other God who can deliver like this. What a witness. What a confession, I should say. What a confession that they witnessed. Not only did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego hear the confession, but everybody that was there that day heard the confession. That there's no other God like the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Friends, this morning it's a simple passage from God's Word. It's part of the life story of three young godly men. Men who were willing to take their stand for God. And what a challenge their lives are. What a challenge this passage is to all of our hearts and to all of our lives. But what a blessing as well. To have the God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served. To have the God who's able to do so much more than we could ever ask or even imagine. To have the God with us, who's always with us, who's always there for us, who'll never leave us, never forsake us. To have that God at our side day after day after day is absolutely fantastic. We're going to sing our closing hymn this morning. You know, it's called in shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet. God leads his dear children along. It was written by a man called George Young. George was a preacher who spent a lifetime humbly serving the Lord in a small rural rural place in America. 
He and his wife hadn't got much in life. But through time, they were able to get a little bit of money together and they were able to build for themselves a little place, a little place that they loved. And you know something? George used to go about serving the Lord preaching. His life was spent serving the Lord. And they loved to do it time after time after time. But one day when George was away preaching, or one time when he was away preaching, there were people who didn't like George and his wife. For the simple reason was that he preached the word of God. Preached the word faithfully. They didn't like that. Totally against it. And while George was away serving the Lord faithfully, these people, they destroyed George's home. They set it in fire. The home was burnt to the ground and everything in it was burnt to the ground as well. George never lost his faith in God. He never, never lost touch with God. George still loved the Lord with all of his heart. And George still continued to serve God. But he wrote, he sat down one day, and with all that had happened in his life, especially with losing everything, materially speaking, he sat down and wrote this hymn, In shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along, where the waters cool flow, be the weary one's fate, God leads his dear children along. You'll know the chorus, some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. As you read these, or as you sing these words as we close this morning, think carefully about what you're singing. Some of the verses might bring a tear to your eye, but think carefully about what you're singing. Because we've got a wonderful God this morning. God who knows all about us, and who cares for us so much, will rise and sing in shady green pastures, please.